Unity Software just reported earnings, and it does seem like investors are pretty excited as after hours, the stock is up over 14%. I mean, we did see some good things. The company mentions they are grabbing market share in the ad space. It also kind of increased their lower end guidance, and obviously, they talked about generative AI. So on today's episode, I want to take a closer look at their shareholder letter, some of my overall thoughts. As you guys know, I'm a shareholder of Unity, and this is a company I follow very, very often. So let's take a closer look in today's episode. So not looking at stock price, I do believe Unity had a great earnings for the long term of the company. I have a lot to share with you guys. So let's just take a closer look at their presentation. So starting off in the shareholder letter, they they start off with a great I want to say second page, they do mention that Unity delivered a strong first quarter ahead of their expectations. If you guys remember my last earnings call, I did believe that they were a bit conservative within those numbers. It does show like to some extent I got lucky and was right. Uh, They also mentioned that they are excited about the rate of adoption of AI tools, which they expect to be a tailwind for many years to come. As a result of these factors, they are raising the low end of their full year revenue and adjusted EBITDA guidance ranges. And I think overall, just increasing guidance, in my opinion, is automatically a green flag. So investors are pretty excited about that. Now, if we take a closer look here at quarter one of 2023, quarter was over five was 500 million dollars up 56 percent year over year remember this company did kind of make an acquisition and that's obviously helping with that strong revenue growth they did i think i, I like this about measuring right there's certain companies that don't do this after earnings this company gave us a pro forma basis, and it does mention that revenue would be down 2% year over year. I'm honestly shocked. I thought it would be a lot worse, especially with the overall ad market. And this is a company that at the moment is very dependent in that space. So for it to be down 2% on a pro forma basis, I think that's not that bad. We can also see this is a second quarter of adjusted EBITDA uh, profits for them, uh, right? Two consecutive quarters here. Now, the previous guidance that they gave was roughly 470 to 480. So we can see they beat that. Um, Another thing that they mentioned is for the balance of 2023, they expect revenue to grow faster than the market in which they compete with steady and meaningfully continue progress on profitability so this is very important right what did they say that they're growing faster than the market and you might be some might be wondering hey jose how does one go faster than the market there's only one way to do that is by grabbing market share they do explain that a little bit later on but that's what they're saying right now that hey thanks to our products thanks to our acquisition thanks to where we're at right now we're going to be grabbing market share here in the ad space they kind of break down their revenue into the two segments create solutions this is roughly i want to say 40 percent of the company's total revenue it is 187 million that was up 14 percent year over year remember create solution now includes unity gaming service and strategic partnerships they do mention that the strategic partnership is kind of seeing a little bit of a lagness in some deals if you kind of exclude strategic partnerships this revenue segment would actually be up 17 percent year over year now in their create solutions they do expect revenue to accelerate throughout the year behind numerous things they did increase the prices of their additions so that's a great thing obviously they are providing more tools through acquisitions so i think rightfully so 
they increase prices. We've seen numerous software companies do the same in these past year. The other thing is the adoption of digital twins. We're going to talk about some of the wins that they have there. But also, they are seeing an acceleration back in the Chinese market, which has kind of been slow the past few years in various, in the past year at least, or the past few quarters, and in various industries as well, right? And we are hearing this, that China is picking back up. So that's going to become a tailwind for a lot of companies. Um, in their growth solution, this is mainly their advertisement platform. Revenue was $313 million up, obviously, because of the acquisition, 100% year over year. On a pro forma basis, it was down 9%. Um, but they do mention that same time last year, Year, they still had strong COVID elevated performance in the first quarter of 2022. Remember last year, I think the first and the second quarter were still somewhat healthy. We still didn't really start to see some weakness until maybe the third and fourth quarter. Uh, so overall, they're saying even with that kind of strong comparable, things don't look that bad um and they do estimate that they perform better than the market with share of wallet gains in unity level play and their meditation platforms and in their ad network i think this is what i'm super excited it just continues to show how powerful their advertisement and kind of growth solution is they do expect the growth solution revenue to accelerate throughout the year and mainly from share gains as they apply best practice best practices capabilities and data between their ad networks and i think this is very very important because if the market does turn around this company will have another tailwind so right now they have that tailwind of market share but if things start to look a lot better if the ad market starts to look a lot better then this company can definitely outperform again compared to its guidance Outside of gaming, uh, again, another tailwind is their industrial and digital twins market. They did mention that they are seeing nice wins here. This quarter, they signed a deal with Cincinnati's Children's Hospital. They also have with Allen Hamilton to bring digital twin capabilities to federal agencies and two luxury watch manufacturers to showcase their products for their omni-channel commerce platform. So overall, I do believe that this company is growing in their industrial market but first if you guys are enjoying the episode make sure to hit the thumbs up it does help so much make sure to subscribe i'm trying to get to thirty thousand subs by the end of the year if you want to learn more though about the semiconductor market i do have a pretty cool membership make sure to click the join button down below finally i want to thank the motley fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now with that link you get a promotional offer for the subscription service now let's continue with today's episode next the company kind of talks a little bit of what they're doing with the overall unfortunate kind of macroeconomics and how they're becoming a little bit more efficient i do want to say when i read this it did remind me a lot of meta platforms so first they are reducing approximately eight percent of their workforce next they are reducing the number of managerial layers and this is something meta platforms mentioned that there were too many kind of layers and that would cause too much friction to actually get something done so they are reducing that i think that's a great move i think they took a book from meta and third they are reducing the number of unity offices over time to concentrate people and teams together overall to kind of collaborate better next they do talk a little bit about generative ai and i want to say this probably got investors a little bit excited right you have to mention ai this quarter because if not you're falling behind but luckily for us they did give us 
some ways that they plan to use generative AI and how it can be beneficial for them. So first, they kind of talk about that generative AI will be great on their four platforms, the Unity Editor, the Unity Runtime, the Unity Network, and their Data Advantage. In the Unity Editor, this is pretty much kind of their create solutions. They mention how right now things like ChatGPT help journalists create the first draft of an article, and then obviously the kind of artist or whoever, the author, author goes on and kind of makes it a little bit better. That's where they believe generative AI will go with Unity Editor. Next, they talk about Unity Runtime. They mentioned how this is something that's run in billions and billions of devices, and they've been working on Project Barracuda for five years. And Barracuda brings an inference engine. They kind of give a pretty cool example for both the gaming market and the industrial market, and I think this is insane. In the gaming market, it will allow creators to populate game worlds with non-player characters that seem alive and capable of dynamic response language dialogue. So imagine playing a game and you're just talking to a regular NPC. The way you talk to them or the way you ask a question or what you ask might dictate what quest or what mission you're going to go do. And it's going to add this form of replay value, right? Because every time you can replay the game and the way you talk or or do whatever, you might get a different kind of storyline. And I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Next, they talked about kind of this Unity runtime and how it can be beneficial outside the gaming industries. And let's say you have a digital twin that's kind of collecting all the data. Let's say you have a pretty big store that's collecting all the data coming in of people coming in, what they're purchasing, where they're purchasing. Using large language models and kind of generative AI, you can go to your digital twin and be like, hey, what out of the store were least crowded at lunchtime yesterday's? So if you are kind of looking at understanding what you might want to do to improve your store, improve your sales, things like this and the digital twin implementation can help a lot. Obviously, all this can help out with all their over their services, especially the advertisement side. And that's where the Unity Network comes in. Overall, they mentioned that data is super important and they're going to be able to have tons and tons of data if permitted. So I think for them, generative AI is definitely going to be a nice tailwind. We're going to have to see how things improve from here, but it's definitely not something that's just going to happen overnight, especially when it comes to that gaming creation process. Now, when it looks for guidance, they do mention for the second quarter, they are guiding revenue 510 to $520 million. That is up 6 to 8% on the pro forma basis. So that's great news. And I think investors are pretty happy about that. It's also going to be a nice sequential growth. They do mention that they expect, and this is the great news. Again, they expect the overall ad market to be flat but they expect to continue to grab market share. And this is why I believe they're being a bit conservative here. I do believe the ad market will start to increase a bit. So they're going to get the tailwinds from the ad market increasing, but also from that market share where they, uh, I'm I'm calling it now, guidance is going to be beat next quarter as well. A few things to note, right? Customers with over $100,000 in revenue uh, in 12 months is growing um, on a year-over-year basis. Unfortunately, it dropped on a quarter-over-quarter basis to my belief is just because maybe they are slowing down instead of spending a hundred thousand dollars they might be spending ninety nine thousand so that dropped a little bit same with dollar based net expansion rate right wallets are getting a little bit smaller so it's you're gonna see dollar based net expansion rate decrease 
once we start to get a pickup in this market, I do believe these values are going to jump back up. Now, one of the things that I kind of hated about this company and still hate, but things are looking better, is their dilutions of shares. We can see how it has increased dramatically. Luckily, I want to say for this year, they don't expect... There is still heavy dilution, but it's not going to be as heavy as as previous quarters. Another pet peeve that I have about this company is when I first saw it, this was a company that was, had a strong balance sheet, but with all the acquisitions and all the movement that has changed. So this is always a yellow flag. Luckily, compared to a quarter ago, they didn't see much change in long-term debt, and they pretty much maintained the same amount of, of short-term cash. I mean, we can see their net cash flow burn was roughly $5 million. They have roughly $1.7 billion. So again, nothing to worry, in my opinion, as a long-term investor in forms of financials. So those were my overall thoughts. We can see the after-hour prices are still swinging 11%, sometimes 16%. Overall, I do believe earnings were great. I don't care how prices react from here. I have no intentions of selling. Uh, I do believe in the long term of things, Unity still looks pretty impressive in my opinion. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.